Hey, it's Andrew, and I wanted to thank you for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. Did you know that you can subscribe to the Door County Pulse podcast on Apple Podcasts or Pocket Casts or wherever you get your podcasts to have new episodes delivered to your feed twice a week on Wednesday and Friday? All you have to do is pick up your phone, navigate to your podcast app, and search for Door County or Door County Pulse podcast and click subscribe. If you're a longtime listener or if this is your first episode, we hope you enjoy the Door County Pulse podcast. Welcome to One on One, a Door County Pulse interview series. I'm Andrew Clyden, and I'm joined today by Grace Johnson. How are you, Grace? I'm doing pretty well, thank you. Good. And our guest today is John Majetti from Novel Bay Booksellers. How are you, John? I'm well, thank you. Good. Thank you so much for coming in and chatting with us today. Tell me a little bit, uh, Just we'll start at the present, and then maybe we'll work our, our way back. Uh, what is Novel Bay? Novel Bay is an independent, locally owned bookstore um, that my partner, Liz, decided that we should venture into about 19 months ago. And uh, Liz and I had never worked in a bookstore. We've never owned a retail store between us. And we just sort of jumped in with both feet and decided that this was something that we could do. As you know, the community lost the primary bookstore, their book world. Right. And when it did, it sort of left a hole in the community. And, and Liz and I are avid readers. And many of our friends and, and family are avid readers. And we thought this was something we could do. What brought you to, to Door County? Did you have ties here before, or, or what brought you here? Well, we're back to Liz. Liz's grandparents lived on Washington Island, and she's been coming up here to Door County since she was you know, knee-high to a grasshopper. So this is sort of her roots, and we got to that point where we were empty nesters and could pretty much choose where we wanted to live, and we decided that Door County made sense to us. I take it you had been up here a couple of times before you you made the move, right? Yeah, a dozen or so. Yeah, uh, that that seems to be kind of a common thing is is marrying in up here and and being introduced to this whole different world from what you're used to. That's my story as well, from Minneapolis to over here. Uh, Grace, you grew up here, so yeah, I did grow up here, and um, it's interesting seeing, especially as someone who is also a reader, the bookstore culture up here and kind of how that shifted and changed and. I primarily would shop at Pastimes Books, which um, Steve Gretzmacher owned. That was right in Sister Bay. And then we had Book World, which also went away. And, you know, all of these um, independent stores seem to slowly be dwindling away. And just in general, there's was this feeling that, you know, books are dead. They're never coming back. The ebook is going to replace it all. And then it just seems like recently there's just been this huge resurgence of independent sellers and actually being successful and able to maintain their stores, which I think is really great. And especially when Novel Bay opened up, you know, it's a little bit, is this going to work? Is this not going to work? And I mean, I go there all the time and I love it. And I think one of my favorite things is when you have a store that size, you have the ability to kind of curate what you want more so than the bigger box stores, which are supply and demand. So for me personally, I just wanted to hear a little bit more about your decision making and kind of what books you want to put in your store versus, you know, something that you might not want to carry or, you know, those kind of things. Uh, it's interesting. You know, Door County is, in fact, a, a literary county. Um, it's clear to us after 18 months of being open 
that there was a pent-up desire to have another bookstore in Sturgeon Bay. Now, look, we have a great bookstore in Fish Creek. Peter's Place is fabulous. It's been there for more than a decade. He's opened up an, another store in Sister Bay, which fills the hole that Bookworld left in Sister Bay. Down in Algoma, we have Yardstick. Right across the street from Novel Bay, we have Other Worlds. All of these stores are happening because there is a demand for a tangible, in-your-hand book. And as long as that remains true, we're all going to be able to share in that. You know, one of the things that I really enjoy about Door County is none of us are competing with each other. Uh, Margaret and I are right across the street from each other, but we're not competitors. We complement each other to the extent possible. Peter at Peninsula Bookman, he has a wide swath of books that we don't carry. You know, whatever you want to know about the Battle of Waterloo, you can go find it there. We send people to him all the time. We don't feel like begrudging that he is doing mm-hmm. something different than we're doing. Um, to your point, Grace, about curation, the store can hold about 4,000 physical books. So if you have multiple copies of anything, maybe you have 2,800 or 2,900 titles. You have to be careful in your selection. Um, when we first started, frankly, it was swag, silly, wild, blind guess. You know, what do we think people want to read? We had the benefit of uh, public broadcasting doing the Great American Read series. So that gave us something to start with. Um, New York Times and Wall Street Journal bestseller list. That gives you something to start with. Um, Liz has a uh, real interest in children's books, and you can see from the store that the children's section is a significant part of what we do. Once we got open, then to the greatest extent possible, we're letting the customers who come in the door drive what we put on the shelf. Um, they're giving us hints of what they want to read, what genres are important to them, and what authors are important to them, and we do our best to fill that need. You know, something that Grace had mentioned uh, that I think is interesting too is we we have Kindles, we have ebook readers, we have all of this access uh, really easily from our homes to be able to read. Uh, what what were you trying to do in opening up Novel Bay to to give people something different than that? And and what is it that you offer there that they can't get online? It's a very good question. I think what we did when we opened it was we opened the bookstore we wanted to shop in. Mm-hmm. And that that set the tone for what the store looks like, um, how it's laid out. Uh, we also wanted there to be a gathering space. And it's a gathering space for like-minded people. And that doesn't mean we all have to agree on everything. We don't all have to read the same things. We don't all have to have the same spiritual or political viewpoints. But we all want to read. We there's something tangible about holding the book in your hand. And that's important to us, Liz and I, and that's important to our customers. And we wanted a space where it was comfortable to come in. We're kid friendly. We let pets in the store. People who are out just walking can stop by. You can bring a cup of coffee and sit down, buy a book, read a book, chat with us. It's all good. That's the thing that that I really picked up on when I stopped in for the first time was like, I have nostalgic memories of my youth of being taken to bookstores. And like, I remember Borders when Borders was around. And what I loved about that is I could go off, I could find a book for myself as a child, and then I could sit down and I could read it. Like I didn't have to get it. I could read like two or three books while my dad was shopping. And 
that's something that I always appreciate about a bookstore is that not only can I find something interesting, but I can sit down for a couple of minutes and and read through a couple pages and see if it's right for me rather than just walking around, grabbing and buying without actually spending any time with the book. Mm-hmm. I actually had this last time I was in Novel Bay. I was just kind of looking around, not specifically looking for anything. And I remember another one of the customers in there saw me reading the back of a book and she had asked me like, oh, you know, do you like this author? Have you read anything by them? And, you know, I hadn't, but we just ended up getting in this really interesting conversation and she was recommending books to read and things like that. And that doesn't really happen in, you know, a big store. If I were to go in, you know, you can ask the workers there, you know, I'm looking for something like this, but having that very spontaneous conversation with another uh, bibliophile it was just really fantastic. And I feel like I have that a lot when I go in there. And I really like that kind of community that is created in that space. Thank you. Is that something that you're noticing? Are you noticing people coming in and spending time not only with the books, but with each other and with you and your wife? Yes. And, you know, we have basically two sets of customers. We have the visitors during the season. And then we have the people who, who live here in Door County. And it's really interesting to watch them interact with each other. That visitor season is extending and going into the holidays and it's starting earlier in the year. And people are actually getting to know each other and they're finding commonality. Have you read this book? You know, the big seller this summer was Where the Crawdads Sing. And the number of women who would stand around that table where that display is and talk about that book and books like it and what they liked about it and what they didn't like about it. It's just wonderful to see that they're making connections. And all we're doing is playing the enabler by providing the space to do it. John, why don't we take a quick break? uh, And then when we come back, uh, I want to talk about what it's been like uh, to open up in the community and then how your past couple seasons have gone. Uh, And then Grace told me about a really cool program that you guys do and how you curate your young adult section. Uh, And I want to hear about that. Excellent. Grace, there is nothing that I love more than lighthouses and state parks. Oh my gosh, no way, me too. I just wish that there was, I don't know, some sort of way that I could capture my love for those things in a physical way that maybe I could put on the wall or something. Well, you are in luck, my friend. If you visit DoorCountyPulse.com slash shop, you can find exactly those items. You mean we actually put together a series of state park posters and an incredible collection of lighthouses all in one piece of artwork that you can buy online? That we did, Andrew, that we did. I didn't know that we had an online shop. What else can I get there? You can also buy some Pulse stickers, Door County Living stickers. You can subscribe to Door County Living or the Peninsula Pulse if you are not in Door County. You can buy our annual door wedding guide. And you can also buy uh, lighthouse postcards if you do not want the full poster, but might want to add a little something something in your gift package. I'm looking at the shop right now and I just noticed that we have Peninsula Pulse hats with the dog logo logo and everything. Grace, I think I am sold. Where can I go to find all of this stuff one more time? www.doorcountypulse.com slash shop. Okay, we are back here with John, owner of uh, Novel Bay Booksellers. I had a conversation with you one time when I was in the store because I was about to be heading off to a publishing program and learning a lot and we got in a lot of interesting conversations. One thing that really stood out to me was you were talking about your young adult section and the specific way that you kind of curate that and put that together, which I think is a very fun and cool way. And I think 
people really should know more about it. So can you talk about that? First, let me just say that, you know, the children's section is curated by Liz and she's just brilliant at it. We get compliments constantly from educators and people that work with children about the quality and the intentfulness of her curation. Uh, I'm a retired scientist, so things like physics and math and biology are in my wheelhouse and I, I select those books. But when it comes to young adult, we're both out of our wheelhouse. And there is a moment of inspiration, and I can't tell you what triggered it, where I simply asked a young person who was in the store looking at what was at that time a poultry selection. Well, what would you like to see on our shelf? And she began to talk to me about it. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, if you make me a list, and in that list, you tell me why you like that book and why you'd recommend it to your peers, I'll give you a free book for it. Well, she bit. She came back with 32 titles, mm-hmm. ISBN numbers, narrative. Nice. Mm-hmm. It was perfect. And that just proved to me that I don't have to determine or try to guess what a 15, 16, 17-year-old person is reading, what they're interested in now. I don't have to go, oh, they're all reading graphic novels. We'll just put 25 of those up. You can simply ask. And those who are really interested will respond. You know, the unintended consequence of that is we've given them some sense of ownership in the store. It's their bookstore because the books that are in there for that age group that are interesting to that group of people are books that they want to be there. They're not being told to read this. They're asking to read it. So, you know, it's a wonderful benefit. We've actually given them a a sense of participation and a sense of ownership. It's their bookstore. Is that similar to the way that you approach the the curation of the rest of the things? Are you asking people for their opinions or are people coming up and, and recommending books for you? Well, it's a combination of both. Plus, Liz and I are bibliophiles. So the hardest thing to select in the store is the not yet published. That's the hard one because, you know, for December, there's, what, 497 fiction titles that are available. We're not going to have 497 new titles in the store. It's not going to fit. So how do we select those? We go back and we revisit between ourselves the conversations we've had. What have people told us they like to read? We do a lot of reading book reviews. Of course, the industry has blogs that are closed to the public, but are for booksellers where you can compare notes and ask questions and get someone else's take that is maybe biased, but it's not your bias. So you're more informed. But letting the customer drive the curation with intent is part of what I think is the secret sauce of making any independent bookstore work. One thing that I had talked to you about and I learned a lot about when I was um, away was bookstore displays and how that all works and the amount of thought and time that goes into making all of those things to kind of bring out the different books or things like that. You know, part of it's marketing. You know, let's just be straight. Part of it's marketing. But part of it falls back to that idea that Liz and I wanted to have the store we wanted to shop in. When we first walked into that space, it was empty. And I remember looking at Liz and going, okay, what's our bookstore going to look like? And her answer was, the one we want to shop in. The displays reflect that. The titles that you see face out, or you're seeing the the front cover of the book, that's called face out. They're there for a reason. The notes that are in them that Liz and I write about, this person recommended this for this reason. Here's a story that goes with this book. Here's a review from wherever we found the review. Or just, this is incredibly fun read. This will take you an afternoon to read and you're going to get a kick out of it. Whatever it is, it's there to share our impression 
or our customer's impression and give you a starting point. You know, when you look around our store, one of the oddball things we do is nothing is alphabetical by author. And we get some pushback for that from some people, but it's okay. We did that because we want you to drift around the store and look. We want you to have the experience of finding something new. But that could be, you know, helped by a little bit of guidance. So the displays, um, what goes on a table, what goes out front, what's in a window, some of it's seasonal, some of it's situational. You know, we're coming into the holidays. Clearly, if you go look at the front windows right now, it says holiday all over it. Some of it's because we have authors that come in and we want to promote them. And maybe not just the book that they're currently releasing, but maybe their entire library of work. Tom Davis is a perfect example of that. The man's a prolific poet. You have to have a lot of stuff out for him because he's written a lot of work. And then, oh, his wife, Ethel, is a prolific poet. And they're both brilliant. So the displays really reflect what it is we're trying to talk about at the moment with potential readers. When did Novel Bay open its doors? July the 5th of last year. Um, let me tell you a short story for that. Um, this is one of my favorite stories at the store. We decided on Memorial Day weekend a year ago that we we're going to open a bookstore. Now, I told you we don't know anything about bookstores. So, you know, I took a couple of days to figure out how, to, how do you buy books? We, we built the cabinetry. We did all the things you see when you come in the store. And I'm in there... And I've got cartons and paper laying all over the place. And I've got cartons full of books. First orders come in. And we had put up a sign that said we were going to open July the 15th. That was going to be our grand opening. Ten days earlier, there's a knock at the door. And I wave. Hi, yeah. Good to see you. Thanks. Come back in ten days. And then the knock is insistent. So I go open the door. And the gentleman says, I need a book. I'm trapped with these people. So I let him in the store. He reached into a box and grabbed a novel, DeMille's The Cuban Affair, first book we sold. And he goes, can you sell me this? And I'm thinking, oh, yeah, that is the point. Walked over, checked him out. He left. He was happy. That was the first book we sold, unintended. I later found out that's called a soft opening. <laughs> there you go. But I didn't know that the moment it happened. I remember very distinctly sending Liz a text. Hey, we just sold our first book couple minutes later, what did you buy? <laughs> it's like, no, no, we actually sold a book to a customer. And from that point forward, for those next week to 10 days, we just left the door unlocked and people came in. By the time we were open for our official grand opening, we were already reordering books. So it was, you know, there is a pent up desire, whether that's the visitor community or the people that live here in Door County, whether it's the young adults that idea of having it in your hand. This gentleman clearly wanted something to do other than hang out and converse with the group of people he was with. And you you supplied him his way out. Well, we filled his need, yeah. Right. Um, so you have two seasons under your belt. Tell me a little bit about how it's been going. Obviously, the community has, has welcomed you guys, and you you found where you fit in, and it sounds like the people are were clamoring. Uh, but but how has it gone? Uh, any, any wisdom over the last two seasons that you've gained? Yeah, I, th I think the first thing that we've learned is that the season can be a long slog. You know, it's about middle of May until New Year's Eve. We're open seven days a week. You know, the other interesting part is, and for couples listening to this who are intrigued, let me just share with you, 
one of the fun things to learn is how to live in each other's pockets 24-7. This is about the business equivalent of being full-time RVers. Oh, my gosh. And um, I'm not sure that Liz and I fully appreciated that when we started. But you work through it and you figure out who, who is best at what. And you figure out that you have to be able to back each other up, which means even if you like doing something, you have to step back from it time to time so that the other person can have experience and practice and become better at it. Um, the store itself this season um, over the summer was significantly better than last. Now, is that because we're established or is that because we just know what we're doing better? We, we have a year under our belt. I can't answer that question. I don't know. Ask me next summer. When you started, selling books was kind of your, your priority. Have you branched out into doing events or anything like that? You mentioned, you know, authors coming in. Is that something that you guys were doing over the last two seasons? Oh, yeah, we've done a number of author signings, um, author readings, and we've done both on-site and off-site. The off-sites are interesting because uh, typically they take place in someone's home and they're associated with a fundraiser. Yeah, on Saturday, we will do our fourth book signing that in some way is supporting right on Door County. And, and we think that's really important to do. Lots of people like author book signings. Getting the top tier authors to drive up to Door County is some kind of magic act that I don't understand yet. But Liz probably has a better handle on that than I do. But local authors, people who write local content, Patricia Skalka is a fabulous example. What a wonderful person she is. She's got five books. They all take place here in Door County. They have the same protagonist character as Dave Kubiak. Is it a coincidence his initials are DC? Probably not. <laughs> um, she has just been wonderful to have for signings. And then you, you get the, I like this person and I like what they wrote. So, yeah, we'll agree to do a signing with them and have them come in for a Saturday. And it's overwhelmingly positive. And it's well attended and people are really engaged. And you're like, well, that's something of a surprise. There you go. So the book signing events are fun, but they're hit or miss because you don't know how the public's going to respond on that day to that opportunity. You make the best of it. Some that I thought would have been better weren't that well received, and I don't understand why. So, you know, we're really early in our learning curve. Sturgeon Bay obviously has the street festivals. They're big days. We've done the be out on the street with the table selling books. We've done the uh, ask one of our vendors to be out in front of the store, and that seems to work better. It's also a nice way to say thank you. We have a, a variety of local artisans who provide what are called sidelines in the store, and we invite them to be in front of the store on these street fair days and give them additional visibility in the community. Uh, that works really nicely. What do you think the, the future holds for Novel Bay? Do you have things coming up in the short term that you're excited about? Or, or do you have plans for next season that you guys are gearing up for? What do you think the future holds? That is an underhand slow pitch. I like it. Thank you. You're very welcome. So what's coming up now is the holiday season. And that is our, our full intent and focus. Saturday, Ann Emerson, she's one of the board members of Right On, who has been prolific in fundraising and advocacy here in the community. She's got a book called Doodle Love. She loves her doodle. She's going to come in on Saturday and do a book signing. Please come. Anne's a wonderful person. And then it's going to get hectic between now and right after Christmas. Um, immediately after that, we're going to take a break. And then we're going to start a renovation. Looking at how well-received Liz's curation of the children's section has been for, well, coming up on 19 months now, 
We're going to expand that section. We're going to about triple the size of the children's section, um, which should allow us to minimally double the number of books offered um, and provide additional seating space and, you know, a little play area for kids to sit down on the floor with their parents and their siblings. Um, So that's the big thing that we're going to do over the winter, and we want to have that done in time for season open next year. Very cool. The two things that you mentioned there that stuck out to me is like, books during the holidays there's kind of a magic there like it feels like when it gets cold you want to like nestle up with a good book and you want to read do you find that that's reflective of of how busy it gets in the holidays too i think it is and you know people who are looking for what what do i give debbie what do i give jim one of the things that we offer is called blind date with a book you don't know what the book is we wrap it up and we write you a few clues. Oh, this one's a Western. It takes place in Kansas. This one's a romance. It's about this. Whatever it is. Um, last year over the holiday season, we sold a lot of those. And basically what it was was, here I got you a book and I don't know a book I got you. Because it's a pre-wrapped gift, right? So we're looking at, at that probably being just as popular this year. Gift certificates are big. I know so-and-so likes to read. I don't know what they have. Here, I'm going to do this. And then they can come in and pick for themselves. A lot of parents come in to pick children's books or grandparents come in to pick children's books. I actually did buy one of those blind date books this summer, and that was really fun. Was it a gift to yourself? It was a gift to myself. I buy too many books. <laughs> I have a quite a growing collection at my house right now. For me, it was a, a little nerve-wracking because I didn't want to end up with one that I already had. But... Luckily, I did not, and it is on my reading list as well. So there you go. But it's always really fun. Well, we don't we don't pull the dregs off the shelf. Everything that's on the blind date with the book is current. It's interesting. It's a book that we chose to have in the store. We have one customer that that's all they buy. You know, that's interesting because like that's how I approach like coffee. If I go into a coffee shop that I I know the the person making the drink and I really respect them and respect the way that they are doing it, I'll just tell them to make me what they're drinking. Like, hey, what do you like right now? Make me that. I don't care what it is. And it's cool to be able to do that in in a bunch of different ways. So somebody comes in and they're like, hey, I respect that you're going to pick good stuff. Why don't you just give me whatever and and I'll read it. It's cool. Think about how hectic our lives are. We're making decisions hourly, minute by minute in many cases. Isn't it nice to just not have to decide? John, before we wrap up, is there anything else that's important that we haven't covered that you think that the listeners would uh, appreciate hearing? Only that, you know, the things that are important to Liz and I are, this was her idea. This is a woman-led bookstore. And I hope that the curation and the feel of the store when you come in reflects that. Um, We're locally owned. We're independent. We're big believers in shop local. We shop local. So if that resonates with you, please stop by. Cool. Thank you so much, John, for coming in. Grace, thank you for chatting with Mm, us today. Uh, I look forward to maybe stopping by. That blind date with the book program is right up my alley. So uh, I'd like to see what you guys have coming up for the holiday season. I wish you the best of luck next year, and I can't wait to see your new children's section as well. So thank you for coming on, and I look forward to chatting with you again soon. Thank you. For more Door County news, interviews, and exclusive content, check us out at DoorCountyPulse.com or pick up this week's issue of the Peninsula Pulse available every Friday. Don't forget to subscribe to the Door County Pulse podcast to get new episodes delivered straight to your device twice a week. Thank you for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast.